What's up? This is what episode seven that we're recording now. Cause last the last two episodes it was a mix up, right? Yes. Well, welcome back to Melanated Humans, the podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amber. I'm Rochelle. And yes, we are happy to be here. If we can get it together. Um, ooh, some housekeeping. Quick updates. We are now available on Apple Podcasts. Can I get a round of applause? You're killing me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you are killing me. My bad. Wow. I was able to get us uploaded finally to Apple Podcasts. We had a little um, mix-up when we first started the podcast, so it's been a little while. Obviously, it's been seven episodes in, and now we are on Apple, and I was able to upload us up to Stitcher, the um, this app called Stitcher, where it also hosts a bunch of podcasts. So there are two more places you can listen to Melanated Humans. So hopefully you guys go check us out on those platforms. Um, And yeah, like, comment, share, subscribe, leave us some reviews um, and tell your friends about Melanated Humans. Yes, please do. Mm -hmm. How was your week? It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Okay, how was last week? I was blessed. Very blessed. You are blessed. You're here to see another another day. Amen. Hopefully, we see tomorrow. Amen. Man, school started for us on Monday, and when I mean for us, I mean for the little kids, K through twelve school. Um, and yeah, back to that. Nine months of dealing with other people's kids. They had to deal with their own for nine months, so uh- <laughs> <laughs> they know. So yeah, but I'm no, um, I miss my babies. Uh, I was really glad to see them. It's like they grew over the last two months and it's crazy to see them in an older age group or grade level now. Cause I'm always gonna think of them as the grade level that I met them as. So it was kind of like bittersweet watching them grow up and you know, find themselves in a new classroom setting. So yeah, shout out to my babies. <laughs> I hope they don't listen. I hope they don't listen. (laughs) When they're older, you know. This is not the podcast for them. Um, But yeah, so, yep. Day two of this week. We appreciate the service that you bring to these kids. Yes, if you know an educator, teacher, substitute teacher, um, daycare provider, preschool teacher, um, kindergarten teacher assistant any education principal assistant principals all of them please uh say thank you show your appreciation i know teacher appreciation week is we have that i can't tell you what the month is in but you know get them the starbucks gift card you know amazon gift card target gift card get them a little something something why we gotta show our appreciation through gifts because we've been putting up with your little little Ray Rays and and Jamaicas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For nine months. So there are Toms and Britneys, okay? There are Toms. But Tom's ain't nobody saw you to get into this field. So Ooh. what's the tea? Stop asking for a handout. It's like no wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
But no, seriously, I guess you're right. You don't have to, you know, show your appreciation through a gift. A simple thank you, an email saying, hey, you know, my kid started off, couldn't be, wouldn't, couldn't be, bleh. my kid. <laughs> Evidently, I can't speak, so I need to go back to school, apparently. But, I mean, send an email just saying, hey, my kid has progressed so much since been being in your classroom, and I really appreciate the things you do for them. Just simple things like that um, can go a long way. Um, because it can get rough out there. Just saying. It so And also not saying that like you should um only if you have like a problematic child. I think parents should in general um go to like parent teacher conferences or like mm-hmm. back to school night so you can actually meet um your kids' teachers. I think that that will be I don't know, I think that's kinda cool. Like I don't have any kids. No. <laughs> um You need to hurry up and have some. Oh whoa. <laughs> Gotta find a man first. Um <laughs> You be a single mother. Excuse me. <laughs> I do not wish to be a single mother. Shout out to the ones that are y'all holding it down. P.O.P. Um, single father. Mama, as well. I love you. Y'all are holding it down. Um, but yeah, I don't have any kids, but I do work with young adults, and so a couple of mine they are in high school, and so there's a parent teacher. Like back to school night, parent mm-hmm. teacher like meeting or whatever, mm-hmm. and so I really want to go. And my coworkers kind of look at me like I'm crazy about it, but I never had that growing up as far as like my mother actually going. And it's something that I wanted her to because I was like a little goody two shoes in elementary school. And so. you wanted to get that appreciation. Yes, you wanted the teacher to talk to nice mommy, about you. Like I'm doing brag well. about you. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I come home brag about myself, she's gonna be like, that's what she's supposed to be doing. That stuff can mean a whole lot to kids, you it know? Can. Like, and yeah. So go, go to those things. And then, I mean, just to, just to get, check up on the progress your kid is doing, mm-hmm. um, because. I mean, Once they get to high school, they're going to start hiding that uh, the, report yep, card. Yep. <laughs> and no A ain't coming in the mail, so keep, <laughs> keep checking up because I used to be one of those. I used, We're not going to get into what I used to Oh, you to used do. to hide your report card? Yeah. What happened to the to the Rochelle that was in kindergarten? And then, Grew up. <laughs> you just said, over oh, these two months, they've grown up so much and they're advancing. <laughs> I advanced to be sneaky. Oh, my God. Okay, but that... But, I mean, that's even more reason to get involved in your kids, mm-hmm. you know, academic life because you don't want them to hide. If they fail in English because they can't read, you want to know so they can you can get them the tutor, the help they need. So they're not out here reading like a, a 12 years a slave type of person. <laughs> I think this is a great transition into our topic for today. We're going to touch base we don't have to get like too deep into the topic Mm -hmm. just um about how we were raised yes i i think we i can safe to say that we both identify as (laughs) african-american women (laughs) i don't know sometimes i don't really have these conversations with my friends (laughs) well i have some news for you (laughs) i just assume plot twist yeah um Uh, i like to really say i am a descendant from africa Okay. But, you know, they don't really have check boxes for that. So. Yes, motherland. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. You want to start it off? Sure. Okay, you want to, like, let's start with, before we get into the differences, what are some similarities between us, if there's any? Or are we different? I guess we're going to find out today. Because. 12 years of friendship. <laughs> and we find out today, episode 7, how Sorry. we are alike and how we are different. Okay, we have siblings. We do. I have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. I have that too. I have two half-sisters. 
So it's like, I don't really know how to say, like, I have a whole sister and two half sisters. Like, I. You have siblings. Yeah. You, yeah, um, I have siblings too. How many do you have? I have three. I'm the baby. And are you're, you are you the baby? Three? Are you the baby? I am the baby. I am the baby too. Okay, look. Boom, a check. You have a whole checklist. <laughs> a whole okay, checklist I don't know with some is. food on it. Oh. Yes, let's we'll get a checklist together because we need to just keep score. I'm sure we have a whole bunch of differences though, so <laughs> that's gonna win. Yes. This actually, I'm gonna just briefly say how we came to this topic because I was on my way to Amber's house. We had a different topic in mind and some different uh, co-hosts, special guests, but you know, people real flaky out here. Anywho, <laughs> um, and so I came over to her house and she was cooking and washing dishes. And so I feel like once black people get to a certain point in life <laughs> or status or their house or whatever you want to call it, they have a room full of furniture that you do not sit in. <laughs> okay? That's... I... <laughs> It blows my mind because Dogs. furniture is expensive Dogs. and you just, you just don't sit there. It's for looks. Anywho, that's not even the point, right? <laughs> so she's washing a dish and then she opens up, she has two ovens. She opens up the bottom, the bottom oven yes. and puts no the cookie shame. sheet in there. And I'm just like, what? You use your second oven to store things? And she's like, yeah. And then proceed <laughs> to put dish soap in the dishwasher. And then she was saying how... Wait, wait, wait. Why, like, dishwasher's detergent, not, like, actual liquid dish soap. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, have these people thinking I'm stupid out here. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so then she proceeds to do that, and it's just telling me, like, how... I'm paraphrasing. Okay. <laughs> um, How, like, her dishwasher was broken for a couple months or weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was the struggle of her life. And I'm sitting here like, what? <laughs> I grew up, and we didn't use the dishwasher. We had the dishwasher, never used it. We hand-washed everything. And so then that was just a little different for me. So then, and I don't have a second oven to store things. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> it was just interesting. Um, so then I was like, yep, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how we are raised and kind of how we're different. So yeah. a little background uh, as to how we're here. Okay, so... You just pointed out the difference. Mm-hmm. One difference is, yes, I don't like to hand wash. I was, I mean, my dad, he would try to get us to hand wash stuff. He would actually prefer it if we did, you know, but I'm one of those people where I don't want to wash the dishes. We have a, they invented a machine that will do that for you. All you got to do is uh, get the excess food off of it and then just dump it in there, put some soap and it'll wash it. And then an hour later you come back all the dishes should be dry and clean you just the worst part is you got to put them back but no i don't want to hand wash i don't want to hand wash my dishes that's what's wrong with you kids these days you're too you rely too much on technology you're like oh well this does this for me so i don't really need to do that like no <laughs> use the microwave to cook so do you so do you hand wash your laundry do i hand wash my laundry yep. yes do you hang i put t- the little clothespin and everything <laughs> yep Underwear be flying in the wind. Okay, sure. No, I use I use a washer and dryer for okay, that. Okay, so it's you a little can, different. Is it? Is what not, tree am I going to hang my clothes on? You can go. First of all, I don't like hanging anything on trees. Anyway, next <laughs> because it's a little trauma. You don't even have to go outside and hang it on a tree. You can hang it indoors and it will slowly air dry. 
This is a walk through my house and run into clothes. Yeah, people put their bras and panties Ooh. on top of the shower curtain. Ooh. and I've seen weave don't. hanging up on the shower curtain. So don't That's tell me. That's different because you try and get the most usage out of your weave because <laughs> them jokes be expensive. <laughs> so you got to wash, detangle, just... Listen, I, I was one of those college, okay? For this so $200, annoying. $300, I'm going to get the most. All right. Well. I'll well. drop the link below um, to work. Okay. Stuff. And then, all right. So then, okay, the second oven. Wait, are you cooking? Yeah, I'm cooking right now. Oh, okay. Making don't some dinner. Um, the second oven. We've, I don't know. We've never needed, I don't know why we have two ovens. I, but one of them. Was built. Okay, we're going to make use out of the oven too and use it as a storage space. Because why do, we only use the second oven for like Thanksgiving. Once a year. That was the only time we used the second oven. So the rest of the year, why not just use it as a storage space? Instead of having everything just shoved up into these cabinets right now. I don't know, just typically think of cabinets and storing things. But hey, that's how you do it. We're making you Listen, I don't have a second oven, so this is not in my area to critique. <laughs> I was just simply observing something, okay? Okay, and then the white room. So did you guys have a room? No. You never had that room? Nope. Yeah, so we had that room that, was, that she was talking about with all the furniture in it that we were not allowed to go into except for like special occasions or whatever. Yeah, we've. I've always. I think even at my old house when we lived in the townhouse, uh, we had a room like that. We call it the white room. And Why? Because white people do it. <laughs> no, all the. Furniture, I'm just curious. No, nope. because the wall is like a bit be- like a light beige. Pretty much, be- might as well white be called white. Your the, living room is white. Our couches in the white room is white. Uh, we just added a pop of color like three years ago with all the blues and, and the, the greens that you see in there. But y'all don't sit in there. But we don't sit in there. I don't know. I asked my parents this the same 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 thing. Why can't we go in there? But it makes sense because come if you see that white room and how it looks, it looks like the day that we moved into this house compared to the other rooms because the other rooms look lived in. It, it does. And then you got to think, there was four kids in this house at one time. So my parents were trying to keep at least one room looking orderly so we can host if we ever... And we, and we never host, so I don't know. But yeah, we, we it's called the white room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ask a lot my of my other friends, they have rooms like that as well. Um, my great-grandmother, she has a room like that, actually. You calling us old-fashioned? No, I'm just like trying to see. Um... <laughs> Actually, even speaking of that room now, my, oh, my parents does too. My parents are trying to uh, actually, they want to update the room. They want to sell those couches and the table and stuff. So I'm going to wait three more years when I move out. And, uh... they, no, my dad actually called me the other day and was mm-hmm. like, aren't you trying to move in a couple years? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I'll sell you the couches for, and the table for 600 And I was like, I told him no because I don't what? like those couches. You know how old those couches are? So, y'all don't sit on them. <laughs> what do you mean? They're white. I don't care. You would want Who white. are you going to host in our house? <laughs> call your father. Don't. Stop the podcast. Call your father. We taking the damn couch. We taking all of it. You seriously want those white couches? Yes, I do. With the dining table in yes, there? Yes, absolutely. He's like, He was like, you can have the coffee table. I was like. Wow. You don't make decisions for us anymore. <laughs> All right, I will call Grady and tell him that we will take the couches. Wow. We ain't taking the couches. Because the couch that I had in Richmond was brand new, leather, black, and everything was $600. We can go and get a couch that's not 25, 26 years old. You 25, 26, so what am I going to do? Just get rid of you? Like, no, that's disrespectful. (laughs) 
That's mad disrespectful. <laughs> like, we take the couch. I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. Anyhow. All right. Other similarities. Uh, okay, we said we were the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. We're black. Mm-hmm. We're female. <laughs> Those two things are very yeah, powerful. Was, so I'm gonna, we're the same age. I'm going to need you to be like. Okay, we're the same age. No. We're black. We're female. We are strong, independent black women yes. who don't need nobody. Yes, we both have our bachelors. Hello. We got jobs. Hello. We got cars. Hello. What else do we have in common? Yes. <laughs> this is sad. We but no, no, no. the same middle school. We did. There we go. Same middle school. That's how we're here. How did we go? Because you live in, you don't live in the area. Were you zoned for that middle mm-hmm. school? It was really weird because the people like across the street from me went to Stonewall Middle and I went to Stellar. Really? It's it, I don't know how they divide all of that. How they it's, do the boundaries? It's very confusing. The but zoning. I am very grateful that I went to Marcellar. <laughs> I've um, Stonewall was not for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did go to the same middle school. Um, and I mean that's how we met. But as far as a lot of similarities, I mean we we really don't have a lot. But I think that's why they say opposites attract. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a good thing. Um, I know differences right off the bat. You want to name some? <laughs> I thought you had some. I do, but I didn't know like if you had some you wanted to get into first. Okay, even like a little bit off of siblings. Do you have a twin? I do have a twin. I do not. Mm-hmm. And, and your sister, how old, How much older is she? We're five years apart. Okay, well, do you consider that a lot, like, a big gap or no? No. No? I think that's, it's a pretty good gap. Well, aside from uh, my twin, my older brother, he is six years older than us. Mm-hmm. And then my sister, she's 12 years older than us. And I consider those... For me, like pretty big gaps because obviously when she's 12 years older, we've never related, you know, been on the same ground ever until Mm -hmm. I turned 21. And then we could finally like do things together and really bond over 21 stuff. Um, And then Jamarcus, like we were, I would say it's not that big of an age gap, but Mm -hmm. still again, like we could never be really on the same ground until we turned 21. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, I mean, we could joke. We were close, I guess. I mean, pretty. I would say, me and Jamarcus were a lot closer than me and my sister, me mm-hmm. and Nikki. Um, but still, that I, you know, that's still six years apart. You can't really relate till you get to be a teenager, because what's a, um, like, what is a twelve-year-old gonna have in common with a six-year-old at the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, makes you're, sense. Yeah. So. Because like the only time that I was ever in school with my sister was elementary school. Yeah. And then everything after that. So we're always on different Yeah, never went to school with, with my siblings. Um, but would you guys consider, are you, now with my siblings, I would say we're all pretty like close. Of course we live our own lives. Do we talk every day? I'll admit, no, we don't talk every day. But when mm-hmm. we get together, like we all get along for the most part. We can go out together. Um, and I would say we were close. What about you and your sister? Would you say, for the most part, or okay, like, would you say you were close or not? No. No. My sister and I were never close. Okay. We lived in the same house, I think, until, until she graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And then she moved in with my grandmother. But 
We were never close. Growing up, I actually hated her. <laughs> and it was a lot. Like, growing up, and it's another difference between you and I. I grew up with just my mother. I mean, my father was there. Mm-hmm. To make it sound like he was. He wasn't. Um, but she was a single parent. Well, she still is. Um, my dad was really just there financially for us. Mm-hmm. So he would, like, come by, like, once a week and drop off money to, like, my sister and I and then my mother. But there was no, like, real relationship or real connection. Right. With you, I know that you grew up with both of your parents in the household. It was the same house. So that and was... And I would say we're pretty close. Yeah. Um, but no. Like, when I was younger, it was kind of like... I was really close to my mother. And my mother and my sister were not really that close, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. They would, like, bicker all the time and stuff. So she would... There was, like, times where she would, like, go and live with, like, other family mm-hmm. for, like, weeks or and stuff like that because it was just too much in the house. Right. And so then being young and looking at that, and I was just like, well, what's going on? So I would only hear my mother's side as to why she's doing these things. So I had, like, this picture of my sister, like, oh, my gosh, she's such a bad child. Like, I never want to be like her. Like, you're causing all the stress with the family and mom. Like, so I hated her. Right. Um, but then when she would enter back in the home, like, we would never talk about it. Right. So it was like, I still didn't get her side. So it wasn't until my senior year in college and I took this one class and it kind of just like opened my eyes to like a lot of things. Um, well, I'll talk about it. Okay, whatever. Um, it was like my peer advocate class and we watched the film on sex trafficking. I know it sounds very extreme. I, I trust me. But it's like when I think about sex trafficking, I'm like, oh, like, you know, it's just like in these foreign countries, whatever. Like girls are getting off the plane and they're just getting taken. Hello, taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we watched one that was like just in the United States and how like these girls would have problems at home and would run away. And like that's how they began to start sex trafficking. So then I thought back to my sister and how she would just run away all the time or like she would live with family. And I'm like, what if somebody actually would have picked her up? Mm-hmm. And so then that would have changed everything. So I reached out to her um like shortly after i watched that film and kind of we just had like a heart to heart just like crying on the phone and she was telling me certain things that like she witnessed growing up in the household that she didn't really appreciate and so that's why they would bicker and stuff like that but she was like i was kind of just doing it to protect you at the same time like opening our mother's eyes to like hey i don't like this what you're doing or this or that right um but she was kind of saying, like, oh, my mother wasn't receptive to it. And initially, because she she was a young mother. She had my sister when she was in high school. So mm-hmm. it's like, she's dealing with her traumas and whatever she dealt with as a child and even as a young adult. Right. Trying to raise a child. Right. So it's like, she never really had that time to really grow up and just live her life. Mm-hmm. Because she's worrying about the life of someone else. So I understand how, um, right. how that kind of works out in their way. So... I thought after that, my sister and I, our relationship would be different as far as um, us being closer. But then once I moved back home, and we don't live far from each other, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still live with my mother. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Anywho. Um, <laughs> we were but, going to my parents' house right now. <laughs> literally. Um, but we still didn't, like, we still weren't close after that. I don't know. It was just, it was still kind of like a little disconnect. Right. And I don't, I don't understand why. But at the same time, it's like, I try. Even mm-hmm. like with my dad, I try to have a relationship. But a lot of things in life like it can't be one-sided right. so it's like right. if i don't feel the same way so it's like i love love my family but we're just not as close as close okay i get you so your immediate family you are not that close with mm-hmm. i'm right. close with my cousin and that's your extended family yep yeah. um you know and i i would say like you pointed out earlier at the beginning of that that i was um i did grow up in a two-parent household my mom and dad you know they were there um and 
So, you know, like when I listened, we talked about this earlier too. Um, a couple of weeks, like two weeks ago or something like that, we were driving and we were talking about your family life. And it was like really interesting because I never knew what it was like for to grow up with one parent or divorced parents or not to have a parent in my life. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm glad my parents did are together and have stayed together um, throughout my childhood and everything. Um, I would consider that I don't, I don't know. Like, is it wrong to say that I'm lucky, or is that bad to say? I don't want to say it's you know, I'm blessed, but you know, I'm, it, it is a blessing to have you know two parents um, still together because in this day and age, I think like only fifty percent of marriages um, end up in divorce, and that's. That's a lot of <laughs> broken homes, broken, mm. you know, um, family lives for children. Um, even at my school, there's so many parents that aren't together and like the whole pickup thing. Like, I just couldn't imagine, mm. you know. Um, but I would say we're all pretty close aside from like the usual family arguments or disagreements and bickering for, with siblings and stuff like that. Um, so I would say we're pretty close and whatnot. Um, as far as, I guess... Okay, we you went to Stonewall High School. Mm-hmm. I went to first um, started out at Brinsville and then went to Page- Cal Pi High. Cal Pi High, <laughs> so ashamed of that. And then um, ended up last two years when they built the new high school. Went to graduated from Patriot. Um, I mean, right off the bat, that's different. We mm-hmm. lived in different areas aside from when you went to Mars Teller. Um, but for the most part, we lived in two different areas. Wait, time out, reverse, pause in the play, audible. I don't even know what that means. Um, We went to preschool together. Did we? Yes. Did we talk about this? Miss Alice? I think that's her name. Because you know, like, the little, um, was it the Novak building? Yeah. And then there was, like, that daycare Mm -hmm. little house right there. Mm -hmm. Yes, we went there together. But was it at the, okay, at the same time? You think? I'm pretty sure for the same age. I know, but I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, Miss Alice. Yes. Okay, so that was when I was living on that side of town back in the back in the day. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's another similarity. Went to we started off at the same like preschool daycare situation. So that's crazy. you mm-hmm. probably bullied me in there. Did I? Maybe I, I didn't. I wasn't a bully. I think I no. I was bullied. Someone took my lunch money. My no. I my parents had lunch money. No, not my lunch. No, this was when. I went to Sinclair. Did you go to Sinclair? I went to Mullen. You went to Mullen? Okay, I, I went to... I love I live down the street from it now, and I'm so happy. Okay, I went to Sinclair Elementary, um, kindergarten first, and during one of those grades, I think it was probably kindergarten, my the Scholastic Book Fair, my parents gave me money. I love those book fairs. Do they still have them? I, th- I think so. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, my parents gave me some money to go get, you know, something from the book fair, and I was supposed to bring home change. Well, got the book and got the change, put it in my backpack. And I think I either was talking about it, like, oh, I got money in my backpack, something like that, or whatever. But this little girl went into my book bag and took my money. Did you witness her do that? No, I didn't, but Uh, somehow, so the, and then of course I went home, didn't have the change, got my butt whipped. And then found out, my parents found out that there was this girl, the girl I guess I must've been talking to or whatever. Mm -hmm. She had took the money and bought ice cream for like her and her little friends from the ice cream truck in their neighborhood or something like that. Hey, and, at least she was looking out for and her. <laughs> she a And I think, and then uh, her mom found out and stuff. And so I don't know how what ended up happening, but I was bullied. Did you get your money back? I don't know. I can't remember. 
If I was a parent and I knew that my child took some money. What would you do? You can't let that... That's not a good behavior. It's not, you have I wouldn't to even check. say anything else after that. Okay. Um, I would tell her that it was wrong. And to give you back the money plus interest. Plus, but no, she would not. have to work for it. So, so you're going to make a little kindergartner, first grader, whoever. What they got to do? Chores? Yeah. Oh, okay. Plus interest. Dang. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to rob nobody. And that's what she did. She literally she really ran a did. lick on me. That's crazy. You went like that. <laughs> you went like that as a child. Wow. So then, okay, but going back to um, high school and everything. So, you know, I grew up in the suburbs. Like, I mean, we're, we were we're on the we're on, we are the only black family on this block of my neighborhood. I'm gonna just say that. Wow. So the area is predominantly white um so i've been called in the past and even in the present valley girl oreo you know white girl if you want to call it you know say it out say what it is white girl um you know just by based off how i speak maybe carrying myself um who i associate with and all the above Mm -hmm. but what really makes me mad though it's fine if you want to call me an oreo because i hang out with white people or um because like but as far as how i carry myself and how i speak that's offensive because you're saying what you're saying is black people don't sound you know educated or or they don't carry themselves Mm -hmm. you know in a certain in this particular way like no black people can sound educated they can carry themselves very professionally or you know however you want to call it as but I just find that very offensive. Like, yeah. why can't I just be black and sound the way I sound? They're just like, you sound so proper. And I'm just right. Like, 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 I don't even take that as a compliment. Like, I sound, sound like you. Right. <laughs> like, I have an education. Like, what do you mean? And it's it's crazy because, like, sometimes, like, people will have accents, but they still sound educated. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. why are you taking shots? Right. So. Like, um, oh, where are you from? You sound like. But I will say, like. I always felt like a disconnect. Like, I kind of did wish I grew up maybe, like, not in the suburbs, if that makes sense, so I, that I could relate more because I do sometimes find myself, like, not being able to relate um, to certain topics. I don't know if that makes sense. Not that I want to, like... Would you like to provide an example? Uh, like, um, okay, growing up in this area, like, all my family down in the South... They're pretty much Greek life, HBCU, all of that. But up here, I didn't really have that around me because all I ever was surrounded by were were PWIs as far as like K through 12th grade, you know, PWI high schools and middle schools and, and elementary schools. And when it was time for college, I wasn't... I. I couldn't tell you anything about HBCUs. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really, and then I didn't apply. I ended up going to an PWI, and then Greek I life. I feel like, I mean, it could be a PWI. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty diverse. At VCU. At VCU, yeah, VCU is pretty diverse. You know, I could, 
you know, but I didn't apply to HU or Hampton University or NSU. I had to learn. I learned about those type of, you know, HBCUs when I was in college. And like you said, it is pretty diverse. So I learned from uh, people from who came from different backgrounds mm-hmm. than me. But, you know, Greek life, like all my um, family down south are, you know, involved in the Greek life, fraternities, sororities. So, but I didn't grow up with that living in Northern Virginia. My mom and dad, they didn't go to college. So, of course, like, of course I knew what AKAs and um, the rest of them are, the Divine Nine is. But I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I didn't have that. I didn't have that influence, that that influence around me that a lot of other black people probably get when they are surrounded by other black people. Um, I always had to explain like my hair situation to, to my friends, to the friends, my neighbors and stuff like that. People I went to school with, um, you know, I it was different. Whereas I'm sure when you went to high school, you didn't have to like explain your hair situation or your, you know, your stuff. a lot of your friends some people so yeah stonewall jackson high school (laughs) um it was an ib school so we had like a lot of people coming from other areas in um, northern virginia to take like college college credit courses um so i was in a couple of those classes i don't really know why Mm -hmm. but i attended (laughs) i passed Mm -hmm. but there were like certain topics that we would get to and it was kind of like okay, well, you know, the black people, they can speak up for this because they're educated on this or because they experience this. Mm -hmm. So that part I didn't, like, really like. Even in, like, elementary and in middle school, I would say in middle school, not necessarily in high school. Um, But it was different as far as, like, our hair and everything like that, and people didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And so... So I met Amber in middle school, and I also met Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Love you, Stephanie. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met her in seventh grade as well, and we were sitting across from each other. And they said, oh, you have to work th- with the person across from you. But we both knew the people that were beside us, so we worked with them instead. So the teacher came over like, no, I said the, like, the person across from you. But she had on Hollister. And at the time, Hollister was like this big old thing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... I didn't feel like I came from like a wealthy family to afford Hollister and Abercrombie and American Eagle because that's just it was expensive. Aeropostale for <laughs> it's expensive and I'm over here wearing wet seal like I I didn't know not wet seal yes wet seal throw back oh my god so it was like I was looking at her I was like this girl is stuck up like no I don't want to work with her mm-hmm. and she was looking at me like I'm mean mm-hmm. so it was I don't even know how we like really had the conversation to even break that down or even to get to that but it was just like I was judging her off of the materialistic things right and not even getting to know her so then it was kind of like going into high school or like even going to eighth grade it was like okay I'm not gonna do this because of this person may have money or whatever i'm gonna get to know these people for Mm -hmm. who they are but i was doing that but i don't think that people were doing that to me they're just like oh this is like a black girl she got cornrows in one day she got this another day Mm -hmm. and it's like i was always like trying to fit in with everybody else Mm -hmm. because i was so different in like this predominantly white middle school right and i was like i really couldn't find myself or anything like that so i got to high school and everything was like chilling back i was like kind of more myself because right. i was around more people that were like me and just understanding and everything like that right um even going back to colleges my sister went to hbcu mm-hmm. she went to virginia state in petersburg virginia and i don't know how she 
came up with. I don't even know what colleges she applied to. I don't know anything. Right. Uh, I knew that her boyfriend at the time applied as well. So I don't know if that really influenced um, her decisions to go there or not. But I went and I visited a couple times, and it was it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I went for homecoming. Like I didn't just go on like a random time. You didn't just go for um, an official college trip. And actually, I went for a step show as well. And that's mm-hmm. when I got really introduced to Greek life, and I was like, oh, like this is cool. So. Um, to actually see it, let me backtrack a little bit. In eighth grade, I had um, an English teacher, and she's a Delta, and so she would have all this stuff like on her um, on her desk and everything mm-hmm. like that. And so I know we had to write a research paper, and I was just like asking her. So I was sitting at her desk, cause she's like, Rochelle, everybody else knows what they're doing. Like, what are you doing? Like, get your life together. Right. And so I was like, I don't know. So I just looked and I was like, what is this? So she was explaining everything to me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So she's like, yeah, like you know. And she went into other sororities, and I was like, oh, like this is great. So. I wanted to do a research paper on um, Delta Sigma Theta sorority and another one. I'm not going to disclose that. Mm-hmm. And um, But I couldn't get enough information because of the paper length mm-hmm. and as much information as they really share on their website. So I didn't end up doing that. So I kind of just, it like slipped my mind or whatever. And then my sister went to HBCU and I went to the step show. I was like, yo, like this is lit, blah, blah, blah. Like it's great. And I kind of already knew what a couple sororities stood for. So it's like, I liked it in that way as well. But when I was applying for colleges, I didn't necessarily think about Greek life. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, which is, it's another topic that I want to get into. Um, because my roommate, he is a part of Greek life. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, but what was I going to say? But he went to a PWI and I have another friend who's a part of the same organization and went to HBCU. So I, I always wanted to know like really their differences and their experiences as much as they are willing to share. Um, but even like with my sister going to a HBCU, I I don't know. I was just like, oh, like it's cool. But that just wasn't like the experience for me. Mm-hmm. But it's like you hear about Howard. Um, Howard's like the main one mm-hmm. that you hear about Spelman. in this area. Yeah, you hear uh-huh. about Spelman and Morehouse. Mm-hmm. And it's like going to those HBCUs, you get a lot of credit for and recognition. But however, if you go to NSU or sometimes even Hampton, Hampton. you don't get the same recognition that you would. If you Union, go. Yeah. yeah. And my sister went to state and she was like, it's just not the same. So it's like, oh, yeah, you went to HBCU. Which one? So it's like you still get like those little. Yeah, like people and then like. People want to throw shade because you didn't go to a HBCU. It's always the PWI versus HBCU debate and people trying to measure your blackness based on where you got your education from. Mm-hmm. When at the end of the day, we should all be concerned with the fact that we are getting an education. Um, you know, you never know. Somebody could have got a scholarship at PWI. You want them to turn down a scholarship just so that they can say, oh, I went to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, one I think thing, sorry to cut you off. The one thing I do like about HBCUs is how their blackness is celebrated. Yes. And even from women wearing their natural hair to whatever, like it's celebrated, it's not looked down upon or questioned. Mm -hmm. When you go to PWI, it's just like, oh girl, why? Even within that black community, I feel like there's a lot of judgment when someone, you know, wants to do a big chop or they, or whatever, I don't know. It's just, I'm not saying that there's not judgment at HBCUs, I never really attended one, so I can't speak on that. But I just feel a more togetherness. Someone there. was saying, like, at least at an HBCU, your like African American history is the history, and it's not an elective at a PWI. Man. I did see that, and I'm like, true, true. Um, because there's a lot going around, and um, 
there was this one, I'm not even gonna call her out, but there was this one little lady running for council and she was just like, we just need to make this place white, um, no foreign borns, wherever country you came from and there's an issue, they need to go back and fix it. Like, sweetheart, do <laughs> you know your history? Mm-hmm. And we're just going to leave it at that because I'm pretty sure your ancestors are on a boat, driving the boat, okay, <laughs> to come to America. That was not theirs. <laughs> but you don't want to accept that truth. Oh, God. But that's, that's another story for another day. No, but I mean, just overall, like, like I said, growing up where I, I, if I were to call, if I were to call my cousins now and ask them, like, you know, what was their driving factor for attending the universities that they did? It's because they, they were, their area in Louisiana was majority black. And a lot of the schools that their parents went to, like my aunts and uncles was H were HBCUs because at the time that was really the universities that would accept them where they knew they would be safe to get an education and everything. And so my cousins growing up, um, when they got to the age for college, they attended HBCUs because it was in their blood. Now my parents, because they didn't attend college, and again, we grew up in this predominantly white area. I mean, when it came to college age, I mean, it to me, like it just wasn't anything for me to think but to attend a PWI. I don't know if that, you know, if that makes sense or whatever. It does. Like my um, mom, she didn't go to college either. And then I also, um, excuse me, I think within that, like when I went to Stonewall High School, we had like a college and career center. And even within that center, like they had flags of the schools that like majority of the people attended. And trying to really recall, I mean, it's been a couple of years, but I don't remember like an HBCU flag even in that career center. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, I feel like Stonewall was a little diverse and everything like that. But because it's like what you see is kind of like, oh, OK, well, you know, there's this college or that college. And even like we went on tours like during school, I would sign up for every tour. I was not even interested in half these colleges, but I went on like every tour mm-hmm. really to just to see. But we've never toured an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know if people are fearful of it. OK, but what about like in high school? Did you ever feel different? Did you went? Did I know you went to an IB school and everything? Mm-hmm. So you did have a lot of different kids from other schools coming there. But as far as like, did you ever feel, um, you know, out of? Um, did you ever feel different because you were black, like in, out of the norm? I yeah, guess. in my IB classes, I did, and it's. I felt like I had to perform better than everybody. You else. have to work two times yeah, harder to like, get half. And I'm like, why do I have to do what these other people get? And it's like, I would feel myself raising my hand more and trying to prove that I'm as smart as everybody Mm -hmm. else in these classes. And I was like, that shouldn't have to be the point Mm -hmm. or the case. Um, Because in my other classes, like everything was kind of like laid back or whatever. Like you talk when you want to talk and Mm -hmm. everything. So even um, when I had black teachers as well, like I didn't really feel that. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like this understanding we all had. Mm -hmm. But it was just it was just different in those classes and I was just like hmm. like looking back I'm like why like I would do I wouldn't do extra homework but I would put extra effort in that homework as mm-hmm. well um I'm like okay like you know I put all this like I would write two to three paragraphs for one question mm-hmm. and it wasn't even called for so 
I think just like in those classes and everything else, like it was really just chill. Everybody was, the vibe was really there. I feel like um, in my high school, we didn't have a whole lot of black teachers. Shockingly, right? But I mean, we didn't, and I don't know how old were you when you had your first black teacher? I was in eighth grade. You were in eighth grade? Yeah. I think I was, I can't even tell you. I honestly couldn't tell you when I, how old I was. When Wait, I was. no. We were in seventh grade. Oh, yeah. We, we had, had Miss Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. There we go. Seventh grade. I didn't like I'm it. trying to think, I'm trying to think maybe younger, but I mean, it's seventh grade. We could say, we can mm-hmm. agree, seventh grade. That's seven years into the public school system in Northern Virginia that it took for us to get a black school teacher, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, there should be more black educators because only they will understand you know because they will understand those students uh, i think it's very important that we have educators of all backgrounds to come in into our especially our public school systems and not just the private ones um to come into these school systems and to to teach because they will sometimes they will understand what a student is going to that a white teacher wouldn't necessarily understand mm-hmm. uh, just like a latino teacher um, would understand a Latino student, you know, some of the things that they may go and may be going through, um, because at the end of the day, it, it can really help, you know, that could be a make or break between whether or not a student wants to continue their education or not, because mm-hmm. there are students that will shut down and be like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. But if they just had that one teacher that they could relate to, I mean, who knows that that could have been the next, the next doctor, next scientist, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. Um, so I think that's just really important. But I mean, when I was at my school, it, I was, we were, me and AJ, we were like a handful of black people at our school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Most of us were athletes. That's how it is. <laughs> most, of, most of us were on the, uh, were, were basketball players, track, uh, track runners. Um, you, I mean, we were on the sports team. That was our thing, cheerleading, all of that. Um, I actually seen, I think it was like a tweet or something. It was like the next time you see like a tall black person, don't say, hey, do you play basketball? Or, hey, you can be a basketball player. Say like, hey, you can be the next doctor. You can be this. Right. Because I think like that's a lot of times. Yeah. And that's a lot of times like when they like see us, I guess you can say. Mm, They see us as athletes. Yeah. So it's like, and because going to the PWI, Mm -hmm. majority of the football players and basketball players, athletes in general, actually really mainly those two sports. Um, anywho, but they're majority black. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're pulling them from these communities and you're offering them this. But it's like outside of this football scholarship, what else are you doing? Are you right. going to class? Are you like, what is your degree in? And are you actually seeking this degree? Or is all you want to do is play football or get drafted? It's just like you kind of have to. I don't know. It's just like accept the scholarship and excel in school as well. Because, and I'm not knocking no one's career or anything like that, but it's like, what if this does not work? Mm-hmm. Then what do you really have to fall back on? A BS, literally a BS degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but a BS degree that you really didn't care about and that you had people do your homework for. Like, mm-hmm. get an education and kind of milk the system as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not a student athlete, so I can't really speak that much on mm-hmm. it. I don't really know the behind the scenes of it. But advice as far as what I did see um I mean just do what you can like actually 
get a degree that you're interested in. Because mm-hmm. I had this one football player in my class. Ooh, boy. What? It was cute. It was cute. I had a chance. I wasn't really into it because of the stereotypes, but he was very honest with his um, personal love life, and I definitely wasn't interested. Um, but now he plays for a professional team. <laughs> you sure you're still not interested? I'm still sure, because if you was like that in college, hunty, I know what you're doing now. True. But um, I'm happy that it worked out for him, mm-hmm. but I was still concerned as far as, okay, but what are you doing like, if this doesn't work, if you get injured, like, mm-hmm. please think about the long run in this. Because mm-hmm. it's like, and a lot of times, um, you know, thinking, okay, like, I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give back to my family because of the struggle that they grew up in. And I would say that's always the case, but that was at least his case. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I respected him for that. And I, I really appreciate that. But it's kind of like, you always have to think about the what ifs. And I right. know we typically don't like to think about it because we're always thinking about the positives. But you always have to have the back of your mind, okay, plan B. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, trying to think of, like, what else. Um, so we already talked about, like, hair and, like, you know, having to explain, you know, to the white people how we changed our hair. Probably don't wash I remember hair I was in track. Day. When I was in high school, I was in track. And... I came to school with, I think, some braids or something like that. And we were at track practice. And one of my um, one of my um, teammates, she asked me, it was a white girl, she asked me, um, Amber, how did your hair grow so long? Blah, blah, blah. And I told her I took a pill. Yeah. And it grew overnight. <laughs> I legit told her that. Because I'm just like, does it ma- why does it matter? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I ended up telling her, no, I, I ended up getting braids and it's extensions. That's the only way you can explain, like... When you add hair, like weave, mm-hmm. you can't just say it's weave. You got to say it's extensions because that's, that's the, how that's they the understand. Thing. Because black people say, oh, yeah, it's weave. And I'll be like, oh, they're extensions. And I'm like, it's the same, same thing. thing. But they don't know that. They don't understand. They don't. Um, and then, I mean, I will say that just, you know, growing up in this area of Northern Virginia, it I didn't really experience anything like traumatic as far as being called like the N-word or direct racism or anything like that um thank god but i mean i have heard of stories um i went to a school called cowpie high and i'm sure i'm sure i probably went to school with some some undercover races i'm sure I'm, i'm very positive of it but as far as like have I experienced it outright? No. What about you? Have you experienced any like blatant racism, out of pocketness? So, I was shopping in Fair Oaks Mall. Okay, it's when I saved up my little allowance money. I was like, I'm gonna get some Hollister jeans. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I walk in there, and the lady looks at me up and down, mm. and she's like, the clearance section's in the back. At that point in time, I wanted to take out my little $120 I've been saving and waving in her face like, girl, I got money. Like, she I don't, said that? She said that to me. And I really just like wanted to walk out the store. Like, why are you going to tell me the clearance section is in the back? Like, like I can't afford it. That's like saying, like, you know how black people used to sit in the back? I was like, she basically told you to go to the back. She really Wow. Did. And so then um, I bought the jeans mm-hmm. because I wanted to. They were like. You still bought the jeans. They were like two for 50. <laughs> 
know. <laughs> it was that cheap because of the racism fool. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, that's $25 for jeans. Uh, <laughs> at the time, I, I, I didn't. Did she ring I you? Really Wait, just... did you let her ring you out? No, no, no. no. It was a different girl? Yeah. Oh, so God, You still shop there. I did. I would have reported her to the manager. <laughs> so the thing is, I went to check out. And you know how they're just like, hey, did anyone help you? And I was like, she helped me realize that I don't need to shop here anymore because she's rude. She's still and shop- I and I know. And I was in like seventh grade, and I was just like that. Like that really hurt me. I was like, because she told me the clearance section was in the back. back. And the lady was like, "Well, did you utilize it?" <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Well, did you utilize it? We have a great sale." Like, no, Sally, I did not because I was too busy crying oh in the freaking God. fitting room trying to get these pair of jeans to fit in with everybody else in oh. middle school that I did not need to. Oh there was a God. deeper rooted problem in why I was buying these jeans that I still do not need. <laughs> so <clears throat> that was like my my little experience. You just had to get your Hollister jeans, did. didn't you? Um, But another thing, um, a little backhanded compliment uh, someone told me I was pretty for a black girl, and that struck a nerve because I'm like, why can't I just be pretty? You're pretty for a black girl. Like, what? My, I know my melanin popping, but mm. I will say, growing up in this area too, I didn't have, I don't really have boyfriends because, I mean, I would like to. I think it's because I was black and I grew up around a bunch of like white boys and stuff like that so they're they weren't interested in this in this melanin this chocolate this dark chocolate but um i mean i didn't really date either i had one really literally my first and my only relationship was in high school my senior year mm-hmm, i remember him yep um, but that's another i would say thing um yeah. So I mean, we listed some similarities and some differences. I you think have a we nephew did as well. I do have a nephew. I have nieces and nephews. I have a niece, and she's engaged, and I'm so happy for her. Oh. Mm-hmm. She's gonna. We need to have her on this podcast because, as millennials, I don't know how power to y'all who are in serious, committed relationships because. I don't, I'm lost, I'm speechless, <laughs> trying to keep your self-esteem and your self-worth at a high when all these people don't really connect or want the same things as you, it's difficult, so mm-hmm. I would love to have her and her fiance on to just tell us and give us tips on how they keep everything and fresh and healthy. Yes. Especially if they live together now. So, Ooh. yeah, they they doing it. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. Love y'all. Shout out. Um, but, yeah, just. But, I mean, just overall, we were just trying to. Like, our show is called Melanated Humans, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Melanated, Black. And then the way we spelled humans, H-U-E, is to kind of highlight that we all come in um, different shades of mm-hmm. Blackness. We didn't all grow up in the same background. You know, some of us grew up. You know, with two parents, some of us didn't. Um, some of us went to college, some of us didn't. This time, the third. Like, there's just so many um, differences about us, and we need to celebrate them um, as much as we celebrate the uniqueness and are the um, similarities that we do have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 
I mean, like I said, whether you went to a PWI or HBCU, it doesn't matter as long as we got our degrees. That's all. That's, you know, it shouldn't matter. Um, you know, I like to think that, like I said earlier, we are opposites that attract, I guess, personality wise. Um, but we did point out a lot of similarities that we did have, which mm-hmm. was interesting. I thought we would have more differences than similarities. But um, like I said, it's just we need to celebrate us, us, yes. our community. Um, we all come from different walks of life. Um, we're not meant to all be on the same path. Um, and that is okay. And that's okay. Embrace um, it. You know, embrace the different shades that we come in. Embrace your hues. Okay, humans, embrace it. So I read this other thing that's kind of going with it. But it was just like, this year and next year, like, I'm adding. I'm adding to my worth. I'm adding to my life. Amen. And if your friend group cannot help you add, then you need to subtract them. Ooh. Because, oh, like, it, our last episode six uh, turned into episode five. Uh, Anywho. <laughs> Um, Don't bring that up. But, like, you made, like, a great point as far as how, you know, Black Twitter and the Black community, you know, had all this energy as far as the Popeye sandwich. But if you come together and just help out one another in general with anything, support these Black businesses, support these back-to-school drives, um, these protests and everything like that, like, you can really come together as a community and as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because we live in a time where they're just always trying to divide us. Yeah. And we don't need that to happen. So. We don't. Just because someone didn't come from your neighborhood doesn't mean they're not just as black as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to all be uplifting and supporting and encouraging each other because in these times, like, you know, we have a president in the office trying to divide us. Um, Who has a president in this office? You're right. I don't have a president. <laughs> this a man in mm-hmm. America's office trying to divide people and that this is the most important time that we need to come together and, and uplift each other and find better solutions than to divide and tear people down because their skin looks different than yours like because they speak a different language because you can't relate to them get your head out of your ass and go relate learn some learn some the thing that knowledge bothers me kind of the most and we can like wrap this up is how you know people come to america and they're like oh they need to learn english first of all english is not even the official language of the united states but that's kind of there. what's the official language we don't have one Everything, all of the documents are literally in English and Spanish. But um, they're like, oh, people need to come here and they need to learn English. But as soon as you go to another country, you're expecting someone to speak English there. Right. You're, oh, well, let me, you know, go to this resort because they will speak English. So it's like, what are you really going to their country? They don't know what they want. To, they just want to be racist. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You're not going to try and learn about their country. You just want to go and take fancy pictures. Yep. Hmm. Uh, but I know and celebrate the holidays like Cinco de Mayo and stuff. Come on now. Yeah. But um. Don't know nothing. Not about nothing. All right. But yeah. Just go- learn to love and embrace each other. Um. Because Amber could come from a very happy life, and I can come from a very traumatic life. We. <laughs> I'm saying like it's it's just an example. Okay. I'm not saying that she did. I'm not saying that I did. But. It's just like, okay, we've come together. And it's like, you may not understand the experiences or the things I've been through in my life, but you're very understanding. And I appreciate you for that because it can be anybody else. And they're like, oh, well, you didn't have both of your parents. Right. Well, this and that. And they would judge you off of it. Mm. So take out the judgment and actually get to know somebody. And you can really see how you guys can help each other grow 
um, as individuals and together. Yeah, we can learn from the differences. But uh, on that note, we recorded this episode. It is done. Seven. 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 God created the world in seven days. I'm just saying. What seven? So um, you can keep up with us on Instagram at Melanated Humans. And we will see y'all next Thursday at 9 a.m. That's when we always try to post. So maybe 12. I don't know. We'll see. I know. Last last (laughs) week was a little late. But you can always count on a podcast. Definitely for this Thursday and next Thursday. Definitely. uh, Yeah. Definitely a Thursday. So, all right. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.